Hey nerds, this is the Spirited Nerds podcast, the podcast where we sip some alcoholic beverages, we talk nerdy shit, and we just have fun. Um, we are kicking off spooky season with uh, a little early, and that is probably that's due to me. And then Mariah's rolling her eyes, but that's due to me. So we're gonna kick off spooky. No, no, no. Disneyland started spooky season, so I think everyone can go ahead and, and start yes. spooky season. If the mouse celebrates, we all can <laughs> celebrate. So uh, <laughs> we're kicking off spooky season with Constantine. But before we kick off a spooky season, we're gonna kick off the way we normally do with what we're drinking. So, uh, Mariah, do you want to kick us off with what you're drinking? Yep. So I got these vanilla latte Rebel hard coffees this weekend. Uh, they're actually super tasty. Like, they taste better than a Buzz Ball, but it's only 5% versus, like, the 15 of the Buzz Ball. So it doesn't, like, completely get you hammered. That but they're tasty. So they're really good. good. And I think this Rebel brand has other mixed drinks, too. Mm. Hmm? Tasting better than a low ball, a buzz ball seems like a low bar. Oh, it's it's low. Like <laughs> those don't taste good at all. But these ones are good. Five percent alcohol. So okay. Right. Hopefully the caffeine doesn't keep me up at night. We'll see. All right, David, what you got? Okay. So um, I went simple. I'm just drinking white Hennessy. I heard last time Mariah said she didn't like it, and so this is kind of a spike drink for me. Um, but I didn't have much cause I mean, dad brought that bottle back and we split it. Yeah. So as my backup, depending on how, how on, uh, how long this runs and how much shit I talk about Constantine, <laughs> I also <Yeah>. have <laughs> some, <laughs> some, uh, bare knuckle from KO distillery. Okay. Um, it's a local distillery from Manassas and it is a, um, whiskey that is pretty good. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and I know you heard what Mariah said about White Hennessy, but I wish you could have seen <laughs> the looks on her face as she just... Yeah, oh, I did. I, I, I watched it. Yeah, it wasn't so much Mariah, like, saying she didn't like it. It was the, like, visceral, visceral reactions to the idea of it. <laughs> not a fan. Visibly not, not a, a fan. fan. No. <laughs> not good. All right. Well, this week I am drinking, or I'm trying out for the first time, and probably the only time, a hard Mountain Dew. As I was oh, walking God. through Target, mm, how is it that? caught my eye, and I said, "You know, in 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 Constantine, where he was sitting in water, and water was his lubrication between, you know, earth and hell. I feel like uh -huh. this would be my lubrication that would slide my soul down into hell and back." Of course, Dr. Pepper would be the the thing that would send me to heaven, but I feel like this would send me to hell. It tastes like it too. Yeah, Mountain Dew will definitely send you yeah, to hell. It will. Yeah. So in case that goes really bad, um, as a backup, I have the Atomic Citrus Blood Orange Ale from New Belgium Brewery. So. Oh, so you haven't tried the Mountain Dew yet? I had one quick sip. Can we get a sip? Yeah, a, you're going to have to do nah, it. Can we get yeah. your reaction right I now? I don't know if you can Take see the sip. color on this Let thing. This is... That looks like Very a deep. color. This looks like atomic green, like toxic waste. It looks like a glass of dirty water. Yeah, it does, and it has no sugar in it, which Mountain Dew is famous famously has loads of sugar. Yeah, a lot of sugar. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I'll finish the entire can. 
Because I can get the, mm. the, the the no sugar aftertaste. You know what I mean? Like you get in Diet Coke. Oh, I get that aftertaste. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That like chemically. Um, I tried, you know? You did. Mm-hmm. I tried. You did it. So we'll see how how far I get with this with this one. So all right. Much much like this movie, you made a bad decision and you followed it through. Hey, so. hey, hey. <laughs> Shauna, what are you doing? Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> So I, uh, I guess it's like social media officials. So I have been pregnant. And so I have not been partaking on the podcast, which is very sad for me. Um, but I also I, I wanted to join the like join the bandwagon of like trying to have like a kind of a nicer or like a more creative drink. So I got some like non alcoholic botanicals. Um, and so tonight I'm drinking Wilderton non-alcoholic botanical spirit so if anybody is you know trying to mix it up with mocktails i'm going to try this for you it's a bittersweet aperitivo and i know i said that wrong um but i just took a a little bit of that and i've got a little bit of my kirkland signature seltzer water and i chose grapefruit and i don't know if this is going to be too much grapefruit but i'm going to try it live for you right now we'll see how this goes not bad a little too much bittersweet orange for me. So I might use less next time or maybe okay. a citrus, a different citrus. We'll I see. was about to say, well, there'll be a next time, but that was hmm. a pretty big bottle. So I feel like there needs to be a next time. It's a big bottle. Yeah. So I'm going to, yeah. I'll get creative. Yeah. It came with like a couple of different recipes. One of them was actually just like orange juice. And I almost went that direction, but I thought, let's try the good old seltzers. But um, maybe, maybe a little splash with some orange juice would be a little bit better for me. Okay. I'll come back and I'll report back and let everybody know how it goes. I'm going to officially put this Mountain Dew down. So, Thank I you. got further than I thought I was. So. Nothing good was coming from that. In three minutes? <laughs> I got further than I thought. I was. As soon as I poured it into <laughs> the glass and saw the color alone, yet. I was like, I, this is not going to end well. That's fair. So. You, you scanned it at Target, so you went further than I was going to go with it. You know, this, it was only two flavors left. The regular, this regular one, and then whatever the orange one is. I really wanted to get the Baja Blast, but that was gone. So I was stuck that, with, with this They would have got me with the Baja Blast. Yes. Yeah. I would have I tried that. I think they got everybody with it because it was gone. Like I said, the, that one was gone. What was left was the <laughs> orange one. And then the regular would, that had zero sugar in it. So I don't know. Okay, guys. Constantine. It's 2005. 2005. It is 2005. Keanu is just coming off of the Matrix movies. Mm-hmm. Nicolas Cage turned down this role. Keanu said, sure, guys, I'll do it. And he picked up this role. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so the, the movie facts. is based These are all facts. Of- Shauna said, "Uh huh. These things are words that are true. These Um, things are true things. Yes." (laughs) So this movie is based off of the uh, comic uh, Hellblazer, in which um, there are some differences between the comic and the movie. Very notably, Mm -hmm. is just the appearance of Constantine himself, where in the Mm -hmm. comic he is blonde, brown trench coat you know, br- red tie, British accent. So we get a lot of the, the British isms or whatever, how, whatever you want to call it. In this movie, he was very dark haired, dark coat, dark personality. 
very monotone. And in LA. Oh yeah, and in LA. It was not in England. Not the in whole time. The whole time yeah. in LA. The whole time. So right very off the bat, there some, yeah, there were some differences. And then Shauna, I know I, we'll get into it later. I, I think, or maybe we can talk about it now. Whatever you want, but I know we've talked about this before with payoffs in the comic universe, right? Where you have this book or the story arc that you've loved for so long, you finally get to see it come into like some sort of live version, and then you're either immediately, you know, up on a pedestal, you're high as a kite, or you're just like, WTF is this? I feel like a lot of fans, I, I don't know, I feel like I'm in the fans. I feel like I would have thought a lot of fans would have been like, what is this? But as I kind of look around on YouTube and just when I was reading articles, people really, I feel like people liked it. Rotten Tomatoes says no, but I found a lot of people who were like diehard fans of this movie. Were the articles, et cetera, that you're looking at from 2005? No, that is the funny thing. They were from <laughs> okay. they were like recently. Yeah. All right. That makes sense. So there might be like some kind of like nostalgia built into this, like a bit of a cult following. I was just about to say, I feel like there's a cult yeah. following so, with this movie. Yeah. Because my literal top note from this is like, this is so 2005. So if you were just... If you were just feeling a little bit nostalgic or you just like movies from this era, this falls 100% in line with mm -hmm. this movie is from 2005. Um, because I think I remember, so 2005, <clears throat> I, re I feel like I remember there being so, uh, like a lot of backlash, number one, like you said, about Keanu being cast as John Constantine based on his appearance. Yeah. A little bit like when Daniel Craig came in as Bond and everyone was like, blonde and freaked out um <laughs> it had the same kind of vibe but reverse and i also remember people in 2005 saying like i don't like this movie this is this is trash i felt it was okay i think that for me now watching it back for the second time now i'm like okay this is my my expectations of adaptations have shifted i think okay so at the time Superhero movies and comic book adaptations in 20, 2005, they really didn't care too, too much about the source material, I think. I don't really remember that, like, I remember a lot of times there was adaptations where it was like, this is loosely based on, because this is also in a period of time before the, the studios were the comic book houses, if I'm not mistaken. Like, they might be producing partners, but they weren't the owners of the studios right. so they were usually working in partnerships with other with other studios so they had a little bit less creative control so like in that sense i was like i was watching this and i was like yeah i just don't think they were that concerned about it being true to the source material because it was 2005 so like why why would you need to be um well the i don't know wait, was i the only one who hadn't seen this movie before this is the first watch yeah. for me. I was it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we, uh, we had all seen it. You had not. Dang. Okay. But I, I probably know. haven't seen it since 2005. In fact, watching it back, I was... I realized I don't remember anything except the last act of that movie. Like, the last, like, 20 minutes, I, I, like, I was like, oh, I know this beat for beat. And, but, like, the rest of the movie, I just blacked out. I had no... I was like, what? Oh, my God. Shia LaBeouf? What? I was like, yeah, I totally forgot he was in this movie. Yeah. Lord. Every time... Every time somebody that was so 2005 came on the screen, I was like, what? Rachel Weisz? 
Gavin Rossdale. Like I was totally Gavin shocked. Rossdale. I tell you, I don't know if this was the only thing he's ever acted in, but I did not expect to see his face when he came onto the screen. I, for a, I was blown back for a second and then I was like, oh yeah, I remember this was a big deal that he was in it. But when it, like that first scene was like, finger licking good. I was like, oh, oh no. Horrible. <laughs> so bad. Horrible acting. Um, I might have derailed us already. I'm sorry. No. I think we should just go ahead and jump into it. If any, unless anybody else has any yeah. comic book Constantine, <sighs> why did they do this to the movie comments they have? They want to share. You said something earlier that I want to touch on real quick. Okay. You said this was an adaptation of Hellblazer. Yes. And I and I need to make this clear okay. because Hellblazer was an amazing. I mean, like so. Oh, David's hard. When you, <laughs> it's it's a it's complicated because Hellblazer is. I mean that that is basically Constantine's entire comic book run. Right. So what this is isn't hellblazer in its totality it is i want to say a five um a five issue run called dangerous habit which which is where they pull this from so this isn't the entirety of hellblazer and even in that this is the loosest definition of the word adaptation you could possibly use um and i think that's what shauna was touching on before because back then i don't think Hollywood really knew how to do a superhero movie or a comic book movie. Mm-hmm. So they said, okay, here's the property. Like, like you see those videos on, on YouTube and Twitter where it's like Mario and Princess Peach and Sonic the Hedgehog, but then drill music comes on and they start twerking and shit. Like, yeah, like Mario's there, but he's not busting bricks. He's like popping on a handstand on your kid and like dirty whining and shit. It, that's that's what that's what this was this oh, had nothing to, to like do costumes. yeah like oh. like you would expect oh. like like mario's there you expect him to do some mario shit and that's not what's happening right constantine is here but he's not he's it's yeah. it's not the constantine that you're expecting to pop up okay. and i think mm-hmm. back in 2005 we were all excited because oh hey constantine's here but marvel kind of Marvel kind of pushed that expectation out the window, said, hey, look, if you're going to do an adaptation, you either got to pull it and make it so different that it's really good, or you got to stay true to the source. And they did neither. Um, yeah. All right. I, don't, I, I, I forgot where we were going to go. I mean, we were just going to get right into it, but, you know, yeah. I, I see what you're saying. Go ahead, Shana. No, I think that sets the stage, though, yeah. those who haven't seen it or those who yes. have, like, to know it's it's not. It's there, It's currently currently there's an nfl game on right now uh-huh. there are two black women playing tennis tonight there are i i am sick i just had a crown put in my mouth hurts i am here solely solely to hate on this movie <laughs> <laughs> so I, I i don't know where we're going next but i'm i'm gonna let y'all <laughs> no but thank you thank you david for You're like dragging the movie to hell <laughs> thank you david for being so specific about where this plot came from because i could not find it and i think yeah, no and you're, that's exactly what i was like getting at like this they were like we'll take the name we'll take the property and then we'll write a movie kind yeah. of thing mm-hmm. in 2005 right. yeah. like we're coming off of things that 
Yeah, they like they had the characters that were recognizable, the face, the name, but they really were writing movies. They weren't writing adap- like good adaptations then. They weren't really concerned about it, I think, at the time. And the, and the studios had no pull to say otherwise. Um, and, because, and, and I'm going to yeah. tell you, at some point, I'm going to tell you what the comic book room was actually about. And, I, and for the life of me, I don't know why they changed it. Because the comic book run, like this, this little four or five episode run, it's fucking amazing. Like, I mean, the, like the story was great. I don't know why they changed it. Okay. Well, I say we dive right in. Yeah. Yeah, get so, in there. Okay. Okay, good. All right. So we start in Mexico. We are with Manuel and some other person. I, can, I cannot remember his name. I apologize. Other actor um, in that scene. Manuel does what I would not advise anybody do, and that is blindly stick his hand down into a hole, and he pulls out a Nazi flag that is holding the Spear of Destiny, which uh, is the spear that speared Jesus in his side, because they said it's not the crucifixion that killed him, it was the spear that killed him. So he reached out in this hole, he pulls up the Spear of Destiny, he immediately becomes possessed. And does the one thing that a possessed person would do in Mexico, and that is just start walking straight to L.A. Got is I got to go right to L.A. with this spear in my hand, and he's off to L.A. Man, as soon as I saw that scene, that I wrote the spear of destiny verse three because as soon as he grabbed it and looked, I was like, oh, it's Gollum all over again. <laughs> with, and I knew this is exactly why Denise likes this movie. That very oh, that's <laughs> Gollum comparison. <laughs> I was like, who put that down here that I like this? Because I will be honest, I don't really like this movie. It's okay. I think I I like that you, especially David, hates it. So I'm just being his, you know, the 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 opposite of come on, it wasn't that bad. Only because he he cannot stand spoil. So we I had thought- an idea last Easter, um, to not really hide the eggs, but to make it fun for the kids so we just kind of put them where anybody could find them Mm -hmm. um and apparently the nazis had the same idea with the spear of destiny because they put it somehow under an overpass yes um in in mexico well it was in a church sure it was they were ruins of a church It was it was it was a church because you could see the crosses and everything overhead and you could see the floorboards that that's where he stuck his hand down into they were digging around Mm. in a church and they pulled it out. But I really do wish we could have spent more time on how did the Nazis get this spear? And how did it end up in Mexico? A church? Like, yeah. You wanted to spend time on that? There's a lot yes. of, like, a little, little, just a little backstory. Like, before that scene happened, they kind of put the little text on the screen that, to tell us about it. But I could have just seen, like, a little, a little clip of, like, them yeah. hiding it or something. Or I don't know. A little, a little extra backstory. Oh. Uh-huh. I this was where I was immediately this is where my like little run of like this is so 2005 hit because I was looking at like the orange overlay of like like it's Mexico because it's orange it was like yep here we go (laughs) well you all know the part I hate the part where he's walking through the desert and all of a sudden he's walking past cows or whatever those things were and as he's walking by they all just but he somehow does get to the middle of like downtown LA and that never happens again. Like all of LA does not die as he walks into the city. I'm sorry. We've already derailed. Go ahead, Denise. So we now have the spear of destiny (laughs) and it's killing cattle. And we have Manuel who is making his way to LA, but we meet John Constantine 
occult detective, warlock, magician of dark magic. Um, he has been called to pull a demon out of a girl that is uh, trying to make its way into Earth. Um, and he, we'll, we'll find out later, but we realize that a demon should not be able to try to come into Earth this way. Like, there is a pact. There is an agreement between heaven and hell that you stay where you're supposed to stay. We'll stay where we're supposed to stay. The halflings kind of hang out here, but true angels, true demons do not come to earth. So we see an actual demon trying to come into earth through this little girl. There are way too many people in this hallway being looky-loos for an exorcism of a demon for me. I did not understand why there were so many people just casually trying to see that. But, and know. also, let's just make note that they zoom in on the cigarette twice. That's going to be important for later. So, Reading the comics, which are very, very, very loosely based, David. Uh, very. Very yeah. loosely based. In the comics, he is cursed with these powers because he botches an exorcism with the young girl and actually sends her soul to hell, sends her to hell. So in seeing this scene, you would kind of think if you know in Constantine okay here is the exorcism that he's going to botch but no we already meet him with his powers and he is already John Constantine that we know from the comics of which this is very 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 loosely based yeah so, I yeah. mean they kind of changed the whole story though but I mean yeah yeah so in the movie right it's it's just that he just has them and he's always had them like, since he was, like, yeah, like, since he was a little boy, he could see demons and all sort of shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. more like yeah. he's like kind of psychically gifted, and then right. they have this whole like, and again, this is very two thousand five because now I feel like this would have come with a big trigger warning because there's a whole lot of like suicide talk in this movie. Hard, it ha- yeah. It's like a, it's like a whole yeah. theme and yeah. plot point like a lot of hinges on the on like a couple of suicides um so it is again like a product of its time i feel like this would be handled very differently now uh but yeah he's a young kid that has like psychic abilities to kind of like hear demons and spirits and he really goes through it they really traumatize him trying to like tamper down his ability and then he commits suicide. He dies by suicide to try to get himself out of this cycle of abuse. Oh, excuse me. And then that causes him to be doomed to go to hell within his religious doctrine. So then when he comes back to life, he, he decides he's just going to try to kill and send as many demons back to hell as possible to try his win his way back into heaven so that is the backstory here in the movie which is different than like we've talked about like in the comic book he's kind of born into a whole family of like occult magic users so he's grown up learning how to train and harness and and kind of inherit this power and these responsibilities so it's very it's a very different dynamic and this one it's like it's I think they're both kind of framed as like a bit of a curse, mm-hmm. but in, it's, it is very strange that they changed the whole backstory because it wouldn't have been, I feel like they, they changed the whole backstory just to mirror the story of Rachel Weiss's character, Angela, and her twin sister. And like, I don't know if they are loosely based on comic book characters too, but like, I don't know why they needed to have all the same backstory. 
I don't know. It was very strange. Yeah, they, they didn't make sense. I just didn't understand why we needed them. Well, without the change like of I backstory, thought... you don't get the jump scare on the bus. So, Correct. Yeah. Fuck this movie, man. <laughs> that was such a... <laughs> and imagine after all those things he's gone through, the cigarettes are killing him. Denise, we jumped way off board. I'm sorry. No, Go... no, no. You're fine. Because, you, you were... I mean, I mean touching on it now means that when we get to certain parts, we can just be like, we've already gotten to this part. So that's fine. And then, yes, uh, Mariah, he does say, because, I mean, next is him finding out that he is dying from lung cancer. And he does say, you know, of all the things that I've fought, it's this thing that's going to take me out. And we found it is very aggressive. He is dying from it. In fact, he probably only has months up to a year to live. Um, so we know he doesn't have much time. Um, knowing he doesn't have much time, he goes to Gabriel to try to get an extension of his life, basically saying, I'm not ready to go yet. And kind of knowing that once he gets to hell, a lot of people are there that are waiting to get his hands on him. And they're not going to yeah. make it pleasant for him. So he's trying to stay out and away from hell as long as he can to buy his way back to heaven, mm -hmm. as Shauna said. Um, and Gabriel basically tells him, I mean, dude, sorry. Fuck you. You're doomed. Like, you've had your chance, and you're just a selfish prick, and you are doomed to hell. Also, Gabriel is Tilda? Yeah. 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 I, I have a distinct <laughs> memory of that, for sure. David. What do you want from me, man? <laughs> I don't... Yeah, like, <laughs> yes, Gabriel is played by Tilda Swinton in this movie, and I and I and I, I love Tilda Swinton, and I am super sad that this was a choice. Oh, I'm so. not because she looked amazing, and that haircut was perfect. She looked badass. Yeah, she did. Yeah. She did, and at the end of the movie, when her foot's on his neck, it it, it did some stuff for me. But like past that. <laughs> I mean, well, at least you had one bright spot in this movie because it sounds like you didn't have many. So, I, yeah, <laughs> I will say this: one of the bright, like one of the quote unquote bright spots of this movie. I actually like that it is cancer that's going to take him out, but we know that's from the comic book. So, <laughs> yeah. it's it's I like I like that touch of it. Like, yeah, you're fighting demons and you're battling the occult and all these badass monsters are out trying to attack you all the goddamn time, but you just also have cancer and too bad so sad but like that that's the humanity piece and that is not a creation of the movie so maybe that's why i like it yeah david your little looks off into the distance are gonna kill me every time i'm sorry man i'm 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 here <laughs> i'm here it's just it's just it's super funny you're just like yeah and then you just look off into the distance i'm like oh he's I feel like I felt the way Shauna did up until the last scene. So we'll get to that later, but. Okay. Well, all right. The whole smoking cancer. I You're okay. <laughs> um, and, and see what's just real quick. What sucks about that is the smoking and, and the cancer thing was such an integral part of the story in the comic book. And here they just kind of, I'm not going to say they trivialized, like they, they made it. They made it a sledgehammer. Where in the comic book, it was it was it was part of the flow of the story, and it really tied everything together. Beginning of that, beginning of this specific run to the end, where in the movie they just they just beat you over the head with it. Like God damn, we get it, man. Like he 
he smokes and it's bad and you know it's yeah. like there's a payoff at the end but by the time you get there it's like fuck me man like how many times are you going to show me the cigarette and that's why it felt like an anti-smoking campaign by the end i was like my yeah. god like they, they show it that's why i say they show it twice in that first scene like why do we need two close-ups of the cigarette and then we hear you know about it that he has cancer and he pulls out another cigarette and smokes it and it's just like throughout and then and then the end we'll wait till we get to the end because they didn't completely just they doesn't yeah. have any shoes go like I, yeah fine i won't smoke like i don't know what like <laughs> Keanu says it's not cool, so we're not going to smoke. Um, so we meet Angela. When we see Angela, she's having what we think is a dream of where she's seeing herself jump off of a roof and land into a pool, um, only to find out that it is her twin sister, Isabel, who has unfortunately passed. Um, and she, at the same time, Gabriel and uh, I'm about to call him that man, Keanu, John are having a discussion. She is begging for a priest to give her sister a Catholic funeral. In which we're finding out, no, she cannot have one because unfortunately she took her own life. So, mm -hmm. too bad. So sad. The priest is telling her. So, but she is like another. Oh, go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. Not just because she is. A I was just gonna say like, and that her yeah. sister <laughs> did not kill herself. She thinks that yeah. she was murdered. Yeah. No, I was gonna say just it's just another character backstory that we're missing it's like why why these two what's this combo of twins like why did we choose them it just i just feel like it was just another hole in this movie like that i just didn't understand why we picked them i wish there was like a maybe a little bit more about them maybe specifically something that might have happened in their past which is why oh that's what you mean you know the devil's son chose her you know i just yeah. it just just another thing that happened that I have questions about. Yeah. Uh, no, I was gonna say I think I, I'm with I'm with Mariah on this one too because it was it was just like well we just need uh like at the at the end of the and we'll get there but it was very it very much was vibes like well we just needed a really powerful psychic and she was like she met the power level that we needed so great and it just happens that they she had a twin so we had a backup or something like it was just like I don't know it, it really wasn't like it, they tried to have like this chosen one plot but there wasn't a lot of reasoning behind why they were chosen and there yeah, was no exactly. and if you're gonna have a chosen one plot where you don't have a reason behind it then they need to struggle with it right like constantine going and saying like why me like they need there needs to be some kind of like coming to terms with and angela never really goes through that her whole driving uh character point here is to um like figure out what happened to her sister but she finds out, out pretty early on and then she's kind of along for the ride and then gets kidnapped and possessed yeah 2005 man wild time Woo! so angela is watching security footage because she's like my sister would not have killed herself and she stops it at a point where her sister turns and looks at her in her face and says constantine and then that very scary thing that always happens in movies, and I hate it, is all the phones in the house start ringing as she is sitting in complete silence trying to figure out what is happening. Ugh. That's so funny because that scene would not land now unless, like, everybody they had like multiple people in the room with multiple cell phones because like, she had so many yeah. phone lines. Yeah. Two thousand five. There's a lot of phones in the house. She had a landline. She had a fax line. She had her cell phone. There was a lot of phones in there. Uh, so John is out walking the streets 
um, doing, I, I guess he's smoking. I, anytime we see him, we're just going to assume he's smoking in this movie. So he's walking the streets and he gets attacked by a full-on demon. Again, not a half-breed, a demon made of bugs. Um, this demon basically told him, you should have stayed over there and ate your food. I don't know why you're getting involved in this. To which he goes straight to Papa Midnight, says, look, this should not be happening. It should be impossible. Papa Midnight looks at him and says, you're wrong. This would never happen. And, uh, yeah, we meet, I mean, we, we've already met him, but baby Shia tells us that Papa Midnight's club is a haven for those who rise and those who fall. But as John is walking through it, it looks like it is strictly a haven for those who fall. It just looked, there was red everywhere. There was no, no monopoly, no parcheesi going on. It was just straight heathen activities in that club. So. Also, and if I'm saying his name wrong, somebody correct me, but is it Jimon Hunsu is Papa Midnight? Because that yeah. man, again, yeah. he's in everything. He is like in every sci-fi fantasy, all the things. And as soon as I heard him, I was mm -hmm. like, this man is a fucking like icon. He makes his way into every yeah. goddamn franchise. Like, Good for him. I, I, good for him. Yeah. I, I was, I, but again, 2005, because I was like, this is exactly when he would, yeah, he was probably like, I don't know when Gladiator was probably around this time too. So he probably was coming off Gladiator and they were like, got to get that guy in here too. Um, and I don't know if this is before, during, or after Kimura, but you know, he had, he was married to and had babies with a Kimura. So huh? got to have money for that. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Papa at midnight just kind of just confirms that yes, you, uh, you know, you better hope that demons aren't coming up this way or that, you know, that cancer doesn't kill you because the devil cannot wait to get his hands on you. And that will come back into play later. Yeah. Gwen's baby daddy, as we talked about, Gwen Stefani's baby daddy is a demon, a horrible one. Um, Balthazar is the name, oh, which yeah. led me to a belly laugh at one point. So I just want to make sure that we say his name. Why did I leave? Oh, the name did or he did? <laughs> There's a couple of lines in this movie that made me like belly laugh and at one point when there's like a scuffle between the two of them he goes okay Bali and I was like you just did you, what just what the fuck just happened you just called this demon Bali like I'm so confused and that and I was gonna kind of talk about this too but like the tone of this movie I never really caught on to like are you what yeah. is this tone? What are we trying they to hit know. here with they this with this weird like okay Bali and then he like shoots him in the face? I was like, because his name is Balthazar. What is this? Yeah, it was very weird names. Called the double blue. Yeah. Yes, and all these other stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it was always a little bit like I, like, a lot of times in this movie where I wasn't sure what the tone was supposed to be and I wasn't sure if the tone was trying to mimic the comic book, but then I was like, I think maybe I'm giving. I think maybe I'm thinking too much into it, and I think it's just the movie being weird. Yeah. And it's, it like, I don't think that they were trying, like, maybe they weren't trying to capture the comic book thing, but I, did, I don't know. It was very strange, but we it came up a couple of times. David has made it very clear that they were not, so we're going to say that they were now not we know. trying to mimic the comic book at all. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Constantine basically is being a straight-up asshole to Angela, who's coming to his house for help, but he doesn't help her until he sees that the demons are actually after her. And uh, uses her cat Duck to create uh, to basically uh, to create a ritual to go into hell 
finds Isabel and then brings back her hospital bracelet. It's like, sorry to tell you, she really did kill herself. Um, so, is what it is. Um, at the same time, Constantine's friend, Father Hennessy, is... So, David, you're on theme with the Hennessy. That wasn't on purpose. Okay. Father Hennessy... <laughs> <laughs> he wants nothing to do with it. Father Hennessy is in the morgue. Do and not connect me with this movie. <laughs> finds a symbol on Isabel under in the morgue, but then is killed by uh, Balthazar later. Uh, I don't know if Balthazar kills you with your vices or why this man was killed um, with alcohol, but he was basically drowned in alcohol. So he's, so he's in the morgue. And he pulls the little flask out and he's like, oh, man, I'm going to take a drink. And nothing comes out. But I guess in reality, there's something coming out. Yes. And the guard walks in. He's like, hey, what are you doing? Falls to his knees and in a panic, um, doesn't run for help, doesn't run for John. Something's obviously wrong because he's walking into these liquor stores and he sees this full bottle of liquor and he's like pouring it and nothing's happening. And so he just drinks himself to death. And... It, what? It, what? What the fuck was that? What the fuck was that? But yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't understand why that happened. Um. So what I understood is that that they and they did not explain this very well. But Father Hennessy like hears a lot of voices like just on the daily, and yeah. so that's that's how he does his little newspaper trick where he kind of just like feels through the newspaper eyes roll back and then he kind of is looking for not just any murder but like demony murder and then he kind of comes up with oh this is a demony murder that leads him to isabel uh and when he touches that symbol that we will learn is the symbol of the devil or some probably anyway i forget um denise probably has it in notes later but it like cranks up his psychic hearing way past what he can handle and that's why he's just trying to drink to try to drown out the voices but at the same time Balthazar is stalking him so he doesn't realize he's drinking himself to death so we have yet another kind of like death by suicide I'm gonna say right now I don't have these notes I I try to have as little of these notes as possible in my phone I don't want this anywhere near my phone my google searches got a little bit too real at certain points I, I had to stop Googling. I, mm -mm. As soon as this is over, I'm deleting a lot of this shit. It's not living in my phone. I need to be able to sleep at night. I need to be, you know, I'm, I'm not. So, mm -mm. Denise doesn't have it in her notes anywhere. Okay, that's fair. David, I'm sorry. Did you, you have a follow-up to that? I. No, I man, I got nothing for that. He was just laughing at me. <laughs> yeah, I was just laughing at Denise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, Constantine and Angela find, as uh, Sean was saying, a symbol in Hennessy's hand. Um, and then Angela and Constantine go back to Isabel's room. Uh, she basically remembers that when they were kids, there was a way, after John basically threatens her, she remembers, yeah, you're right, we did used to talk in a special code. We used to blow fog in the window, write on the windows, and then leave messages to where she found that her sister had said something about the 17th book of Corinthians to which she was like, Corinthians doesn't go past book 16 okay. to which John says, Oh, but no, the book, the, the devil's Bible goes up to 21 books in Corinthians. 
But like, also, how did the guy who lives behind the bowling alley, under the bowling alley, get that devil Bible? That's exactly where we are. Beeman is reading the passages from the devil Bible, telling Constantine, hey, basically what's going on? The devil's son is trying to get back. It is a part of a prophecy that he's tired of his dad. He's tired of living under his dad's shadow. He's going to come back and basically be his own man, push his dad to the side, and all of mankind is doomed if that happens. Um, so they realize that they were trying to use Isabel, and now they're going to try to get Angela since Isabel is no longer available to be able to come back. Um, right. Isabel tells them that, hey, I also had psychic powers, just like Isab- um, Angela tells them she had psychic powers, like Isabel. Isabel embraced hers. Angela did not. So that basically left Isabel out to dry. She threw her under the bus. Um, and yeah, Constantine drowns her, unfortunately, in a bathtub to be able to, so she can go to hell, get a vision. And they find Balthazar. Can I just also say this was another time in this movie that I was like, what are we trying to do? What is the tone of this movie? Because that drought. So, so this is one of those movies that like, there's no like big kiss or physical, you know, relationship at the end of the, of, of Constantine and Angela, but they have probably four, maybe even five of those scenes where like he leans in real close and she thinks he's going to kiss him. So like they're, they're trying to play at this, like not flirting flirt. I don't know. It's very strange. Like there's, there's there's meant to be tension there, but for me, there's not, it's just like, this is, Oh, I'm having, I have secondhand embarrassment, but like before they get into the tub, she like takes her little blazer off. And then it's like, do I need to get like, fully naked and he just kind of like looks her up yeah and then he's like i'm thinking and i was like what are we what tone are we trying to hit because this is not flirtatious i'm confused like is he trying to be funny is it trying to be a joke is he trying to be romantic i was i was this is another example of like i don't i don't know what tone this movie was trying to go for and i don't know if the movie knows no they didn't it was so weird it was yeah. so weird. Just me? No. No, it was not. Um, and another uh, weird uh, thing, uh, Constantine is getting ready to go see Balthazar. And I, David, I feel like you would know this more than, than definitely me. Um, I know in the animated versions, Constantine embraced his dark magic. So there was a lot of occult. There's a lot of drawing the pentagrams on the ground and going straight into hell. There was a lot of dark magic. This movie seemed to take Constantine in another direction where he was using a lot of biblical um, weapons. So when he goes to see Balthazar, he's making a, a gun out of a cross. He's, you know, melting down the gold relics to make bullets. He has brass knuckles made out of gold relic stuff and has crosses on them. So he has a lot of weapons that are rooted in Christianity. And I don't know if this is part of him trying to get back to heaven to where he's not using dark magic. And this is somebody that's trying to get on that redemption arc? Or if, if this is them just trying to go in a complete different direction. This is the movie the pushing movie. you in a direction. Okay. I mean, in, in the in the comic books, he, he uses magic. It's not right. necessarily dark magic or light magic. He's a magic user. At one point he uses holy water to choke the devil out, which is which is how this whole thing was supposed to have started with the whole like, oh, the devil 
would come to you know the devil would come to earth to get you himself. It's because in the comic books he makes a double he makes a double drink holy water, and then like fucking breaks a bottle and slashes his face and like dunks him in a pool of holy water. So the devil, like his his claim to John's soul, is a is a claim of hate because of what John did to him. Dang. Here, oh. right and here, also pride, which is like the cardinal thing. Oh, I can like that well, way no, more. Well, no, no, no. Well, like I mean, it's it's a specific claim of of embarrassment because in the in the and I'm just going to touch this real quick and then we can jump off it. In the comic book, this whole thing of John trying to stay alive, he actually tricks because in hell technically there are three rulers. Uh, it's the devil, it's Azazel, and, and one other one. It might have been Balbazar. Um, but he essentially figures out that once he dies, because he did that to the devil to save his friend, because this whole thing is kind of like a redemption arc for him, um, when he dies, the devil's going to come and take his soul because of what he did to him. He like The devil has a claim on his soul now because he embarrassed him like that. Or a claim of injury. And so what John does is say, okay, well, the only way to get out of this is to get the other two devils, the other two rulers of hell, and get them to claim my soul also. So that way when I die, they're just going to fight over my soul. And that's what he does. He he, he brings um, Azazel up and makes a deal with him for his soul, brings the other one up, who, again, I think is Balthazar, um, gets, gets him to get a claim to his soul. And then he slits his wrist, and when he dies, the devil shows up, Zazel shows up, Balazar shows up. They all end up fighting for his soul. They realize they're just going to fight forever and heaven's going to get involved. So they stop fighting. And the devil's like, cool, fuck you. I'll tell you what, I'm going to save your life. And once we figure this shit out, you're coming to hell. It's mm. such an amazing story. And they just threw it in a urinal. <laughs> Dang. Oh, yeah. But anyway, that's why I'm the devil so, wants him. <laughs> I'm so happy that you're here for this with this education, though, because I know at the time I had no idea that Constantine was like I knew it was an adaptation, but I, you know, again, less involved in the original sec like text at that point. But I've also never really delved into Constantine, so having yeah. you here to kind yeah. of tell us like that that's awesome. But I, I also just like yeah like the original sin of pride coming up again. Like he hurt my pride. I'm embarrassed. And now this is like a very personal thing. Like that's very mm-hmm. in line with like mythology and everything. So I, I love that. That's awesome. The and movie is, is obviously not what we're coming from with that. <laughs> yeah. Mariah's unfortunately no. having audio issues, but uh, she wants it to be known that that is another interesting missing backstory from this movie. So it is. totally add yeah. that to the running list mm-hmm. of backstories that should have been included in here. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, to keep the summary train going, we've got Angela who does every cliche. John gives her a necklace to protect herself and tells her stay in the car, and she does the exact opposite. She gets out of the car for some reason, takes the necklace off, and then is snatched. How did that happen? <laughs> it's in my notes. I was like, I don't know because the necklace was around her neck. She took off her jacket. Yes. It had that weird like not kiss moment where he like yeah. clipped it around her and she was like ready to like make out, and then she took off the jacket and the necklace yeah. goes with it. And the necklace. Look. Necklace yeah. gone. I don't know. <laughs> necklace uh, is gone. All right. Yeah. Then Balthazar basically says, you know, it's not you we want; it's her we want. So thanks a lot for bringing her directly to us, and she is swept away. 
Um, so she has been kidnapped, and John is just standing in the middle of a window looking silly. Um, <laughs> John goes back to Papa Midnight, who basically says, I need to use the chair. I need to find her. I was thinking the chair was going to be just some cool, like maybe a, a, a from a church or something. The chair in question is the electric chair from Sing Sing. I I I was like I don't understand. I so. Thank you, David. (laughs) In the um, original, like in Constantine's not origin story, but in his first appearance in the Swamp Thing books, which is also where that bug monster came from. Um. The electric chair is what they used to basically get his friend to summon that bug monster back. His friend was a heroin addict who accidentally unleashed the bug monster during exorcism, which is where they got that whole, oh, demons can't cross over, but this demon wanted to cross over kind of fucking thing. Like, it wanted to be exorcised so it could come out, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So... He basically like gets his friend, puts him in the electric chair that Papa Midnight has, and when they do the they they do the ritual, bring the demon, the, the bug monster back, and then the bug monster basically engulfs his friend, kills him, and everything else. So they put it in the movie to say, "Hey, remember that electric chair? Here it is. We're not going to use it right." So that's what that's what that was. Yeah, because the other thing that I didn't understand, thank you for explaining that, number one. Yes. So yeah. it's supposed to be like a little bit of an Easter egg, that, but out of context, it just is like lost completely. But the other thing I didn't understand is that we've already seen Constantine, like Denise said, with the cat and his little bucket of water, mm-hmm. like go to hell. Mm-hmm. But then yeah. Papa Midnight right beforehand looks at him and goes, how long has it been since you surfed? And he's like, it's been a minute or something. And I'm like, how is this different than what we just did? Because it looks like he just goes to hell to find the spear. So I don't understand really exactly the difference, except maybe there was like, he also kind of like time traveled, channeled to see where the spear was. But it looked, everything to me seemed exactly like, oh, this is the spear. I mean, this is, this is the same thing as going to hell. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know if you had more explanation for that, David. It will just remain a mystery. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Remain I have, mystery. I have, I have no more explanations for that. I think so, uh, Mariah pointed out another missing, <laughs> another missing backstory is the chair. Another, uh, so another. again, more more context that she felt should have been added to this movie. Justice for the chair. <laughs> yes. Um, so Tishana's point while he is under this time, he does use this time to follow Manuel, um, back to the hospital. So that's where he knows Angela is. So him and Chaz, Chaz, I'm about to call the man Chad. Mm-hmm. He and Chaz go to the hospital to try to get Angela back. Um, she has been fully possessed by the son of the devil and, um, they kind of exercise her. They get him, they get the, they get the devil out or so they think. It does that thing where it's kind of like a fake out. It's super peaceful. And then you know something's wrong because it still feels kind of tense. And you find out that he is in her stomach. Um, and as they're trying to get it out a second time, Gabriel, or I think they do get it out. I don't remember. I, all I know is Gabriel hems up Shia LaBeouf, knocks him around a few times, and he's dead. Did Gabriel do that or did Maman do that? 
No, I think it was Gabriel. Because at that same time, I think it he was, was like, he, I think that's it was when John was monster. like coming to the light and Gabriel came out. Oh, maybe. I It, it was just invisible in the movie, but so, okay. Yeah, I'm about to say, it was invisible. One. Somebody killed Shia LaBeouf for no fucking reason. <laughs> it's a thing. Well, is the I mean, thing there? Somebody just murdered him. Shia LaBeouf and I don't. Yeah, I don't understand why she didn't kill Constant or he. They didn't kill Constant yeah. the right. same way they killed Shia. Um. So yeah, Shia LaBeouf gets murdered, and then yeah, John is like come to the light with his little tattoos, and then that's when Gabriel comes out, and you see plot twist: Gabriel is on the bad side. It's it's a it's a it's a twist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just me. Okay. Well, Gabriel is pissed that mankind does not deserve the forgiveness of God, which is a pretty common theme, I think, when we have these types of stories where... I was going to say, I've I've heard this a few times. We've we've all seen Dogma. Wait, we've all seen Dogma, right? We've all seen Dogma. Yes. Okay, okay. Yes. Mariah? Yeah. Dogma. Dogma? No. Wow. Okay. David's really going through it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's not. It's not on. Down. It's like just. Because <laughs> look, I, I look. So I actually, I love that you brought this up because honestly, David, at one point, I was like, "Where is Alanis Morissette with her little boop?" That's what I need at the end of this movie. <laughs> That's what it reminds me of. Like, like even down to like the wings being gone, little nubs on the yes. back. Yes. It's just like dog. Yes. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. I was like, "That's what I need. I need a little boop." <laughs> So, like Shauna says, we learn the the reason the why Gabriel is running around doing these things. Uh, they are very upset with humans and God and or humans really. And the idea is that they are just going to unleash hell on earth. And the ones who make it out are the ones who are truly worth worthy of God's love. Um, so she's just going to make it horrible for us, painful horror, everything like that. And if we come out on top, then we know we we deserve it. Um, mm-hmm. Constantine basically remembers this one thing that Lucifer would come to Earth to collect him. So he inflicts harm on himself. Lucifer then drops down, comes into the room, starts to collect him, and he's like, hey, your boy's in the other room. He's plotting. Got the Spear of Destiny. Go get him. To which he goes in the other room, finds him uh, with Gabriel, I know no one else. I'm probably the only one who thought it was pretty cool when he grabs Angela and you see her, but in the reflection, you see his son kind of like trying to get away. I thought that was cool. So, uh, drags his son back down to hell. Uh, Gabriel tries to punch and sees that she, they have fallen out of favor with God, loses their heavenly abilities. And, (laughs) Lucifer goes back to collect John, tries to drag him off and cannot because um, actually, well, before he does that, he's like, basically, what do you want? Do you want an extension? He goes, no, I just want Isabel back. So Isabel goes to heaven. Lucifer thinks you're crazy. You could have saved yourself, but you saved her, whatever. Goes to drag him away, can't drag him away, and basically says, the sacrifice, sacrifice, which I immediately thought, Hercules, Disney's version of Hercules. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Disney's version of Hercules happens in live action. Um, he can't he can't do it. As John is ascending to heaven, he flicks off the devil one last time. And as he's slowly ascending, the devil is like, no, fuck you. Pulls the ultimate hater move, 
drags him down from ascending to heaven, cures him of lung cancer, to which I actually found kind of like, I don't want to say pleasing, but I, I, I found it kind of weirdly like, I don't know, to see the, the, the tumors and everything come out, like the gunk and everything come out. I was like, oh, you can clean. I don't know. I found it was, it was really weirdly like, I, I can't think of the word. Anyway, tells him, um, no, I'm going to cure you. You are absolutely going to live because I know you don't belong in heaven and I know you're going to fuck up later. Uh, so I'm just going to give it time. It'll all play out in the end. And we then find John on the roof after he gives a spear to Angela. Instead of smoking cigarettes, he's popping nicotine gum. And the end of the movie, he goes to Chaz's grave, puts the lighter on top, and we see Chaz fly into heaven. Finn. Oh, is that the deleted scene or the end? No, that's the, the end, end credit scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the end credit scene is Chaz oh. is an angel now. His oh, because I went, I went to bed. Well, I assume heaven. I, I we just saw him fly up in the air. Um, we're assuming that. I thought, like, literally in my notes, though, like, Chaz no. is funny. Chaz is no. funny to me, though, because literally in, in the middle of my notes, I go, where the fuck did Chaz go? And then he yeah. comes back just to die. And he was gone for, like, an hour. I was like, okay, bye, I guess. Yeah. He he didn't just he didn't just fly into heaven. They did this. They did this overhead shot sweeping down over his face, and he looks up. And I think somebody said, this is the coolest shot ever. And it looked... With the contacts, right? Looked, I thought that was really weird. Yeah, it looked ridiculous. Yeah. And then he doesn't say a word to John Dunn. John doesn't say a word to him. He just looks at John and then just, poof, just flies off. And it's... Honestly, for this movie, it was a perfect way to end this movie. I know you're saying that with hate. I know you're not saying that in, like, in, in a genuine way. You're saying it like in a hate. No, way. genuinely, that was the perfect way to end this movie. Oh, you mean it? Because I really like the way it? the end of the movie. I mean, hate hate can be genuine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like uh, the end of it. I like yep. I liked Lucifer. I liked his performance. I like again. It was satisfying. That's the word I'm looking for. It was actually satisfying when he pulled the cancer out of him for me. I don't know why. It was pretty satisfying. Um, Mariah's Mariah. for those scenes. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she is like, wait, wait, wait. Lucer came for Constantine, then took his son back to hell and saved John's life. He just sent a soul to heaven, which is where I was like, that's, I didn't know he could do that. That's actually kind of crazy. Um, I mean, again, fictional. So whatever. Anyway, uh, removed Lucer, removed the cancer so that he has another chance to fuck up on Earth and his soul can really can't go to hell. Yes, he was a giant hater for that. That was just hate, 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 hate. <laughs> and here, what I don't understand about that is, and we're not going to get, I, I, I know we're not digging like way too deep into this, but if the point was you can't get into heaven because you've done that, then God being the one who can dictate who goes to heaven or hell, as he did when Lucifer tried to take John, God wouldn't have accepted Isabel because of what she did. Damn the fact that Lucifer said, okay, whatever, you can have her. The whole reason she was there in the first place is because God didn't want her. Yeah, he effectively had to pardon her sin, which only God had the power to do. Yeah, that was weird for me. Um, 
But I mean, like they they weren't trying, so I'm not gonna try either. I don't know. It's fine. So an hour later, Denise has finally made it through her summary of the movie. <laughs> yeah, we, that was the, we had to get the movie. <laughs> yes. You know what's funny though? Okay, so at the end of the movie, I went to bed. I did not watch the extended scene, so the movie ended for me with the weird again, almost not quite kiss at the end, where then she just walks off to hide the spear of destiny, and maybe they'll see around see each other around. Um, but then this movie is directed by what's his name francis lawrence mm-hmm. sure and he did the hunger games yeah and i liked the hunger games adaptations at the time i didn't i was too i was too invested in the changes that he made but like when i did my rewatch i was like okay he did this pretty he did a good job overall and he's doing the new one that's coming out the the prequel um in that same universe and then I was kind of sad because I was like, again, because kind of what we talked about at the top, like, this is not a, this is not an ad, like a good adaptation, but well, he's capable of it. So I was just, I was a little confused. So the, so, okay. So for me, the difference between something like Hunger Games and this is that, like I said, like, I mean, and if you've, if you've read enough of Hellblazer, like the, like the entirety of it, you understand that they, I mean, they pulled a lot of different things from, like I said, from before, like from before Hellblazer even started. Like they pulled things from Swamp Thing with the possession because in Swamp Thing, it's not, um, I mean, like, it, so John's friend Judith is the one that gets possessed and she actually dies and he, he can't save her. Um, the bug monster ends up, or the bug demon ends up being this like super powerful demon that ends up going back to hell and raising this entire fucking army and in the movie it's just something that ends up you know kind of getting splattered on a truck and then kills beeman at some point so it was like they didn't know what to do with it because they tried to fit i mean four years worth of comic books into an hour and a half long movie where with hunger games they said okay you know what we're gonna go book by book and just and just make it and they had a plan the same thing they did with marvel is like hey look we have we they didn't start with a plan, but they eventually they got to the point where they said, okay, we need to develop a plan to actually see this through. With Constantine, they were just like, okay, we want to make a Constantine movie. Mm-hmm. Where do we pull it from? Well, just take all of Hellblazer, pick out some shit, and try to make a cohesive statement from it. And it, and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, so, that's a good point, actually. Because at that yeah, point, I mean, they weren't making long-standing like franchises out of superheroes they were doing like one shots versus doing kind of like the the ya dystopia that at that point like harry potter was already out and and, and like they were they were dumping money into a lot of these ya type yeah. of adaptations so that makes sense to me thank you because i was so confused and for this all right no problem and like and the weird thing is so as comic books usually do one person didn't write the entirety of Hellblazer. Right. So the the main crux of this movie, um, they pulled from Dangerous Habit, which was written by Garth Ennis, the same guy who wrote The Boys, he wrote Preacher, he wrote Hitman. Um and and as as graphic and like out of the box as he is with those, he really he really toned John down a lot from 
the earlier versions of John where he is super selfish. And he, like, I mean, if you even like John a little bit, you end up dead. Like, I mean, he, he, he will, he will kill you if it means that it's easier for humanity to live. Not even like a certainty, just like to make it easier. Um, a lot of people around him die. He carries a lot of guilt about that. Mm-hmm. The way that Garth wrote him in this was almost redemptive. In this, in this story, in the comic book, he's actually he's mending a lot of relationships. Um, he actually kills the devil to get his to keep his friend from going to hell. Um, he takes a long look at his own mortality. And that's where he hatches his plan from. So, like, you get a real different look at John that you don't really get to see in the movie because, again, they just tried to cram all of this into an hour and a half to try to just sell an IP and not actually tell the story. Yeah. It was kind of weird. Like, there were some times where he would just seem like this really selfish person or I'm only in this for myself. And then there were times, like, to your point, David, I feel like they had to try to make him fit that story arc narrative where he even said one time, basically, oh, he messed up because he's messing with my friends. And I was like, you have mm-hmm. friends? Like, it just, it felt weird. I was like, because this entire time, you've kind of played a loner and been by yourself, and you're, you, I don't know. So, you know, he messed up when he messed with my friends. I was like, okay. I hmm. think that kind of is goes part and parcel with my confusion about the tone of the movie, because mm-hmm. he would do those weird things, like, use nicknames for demons that were just outlandish or the I'm thinking in the bathtub scene like there were just things that felt like just tonally so off and I was like are they trying I don't know if they're trying to lean into like a comic book characteristic of this character but they're so inconsistent that it just seems out of place but it was just yeah just tonally this movie never like settled to me if they wanted to lean into making him a funny character that's one thing or if they wanted to make him i think um constantine's a little bit like cocky and but he's also like not sure of himself and and keanu's constantine is always on top of shit so he's just i think this is from like an article that you sent to me so he's just very one note so when Mm -hmm. he strays from that one note if feels very odd it's just like yeah that didn't that's not like what what is this yeah i'm confused do not know i don't know the comic run i know the animated versions of him animated versions of him he's very like he's not funny but he he's he's an asshole i mean he has Mm -hmm. like he makes his little one-liners it felt odd anytime keanu tried to deliver a one-liner in here Yes. It was just, it was the tone, like, it was just his tone throughout the entire movie. I didn't, I don't think, I didn't laugh at all. Yeah. I don't even think I chuckled I laughed, loud. I laughed at the cringiness of it. Like, it it wasn't, like, a funny thing. It was just like, oh, 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 oh that's so bad. Oh, no. The that only time bad. I, no, yeah, I like, laughed and- was when the devil healed him and was like, no, you're staying here. I was like, you've got, that's, fuck, that's, that's some serious shit. But I mean, it wasn't like a laugh. I was just like, damn. Mm. Um, yeah, I didn't know which direction this movie was trying to go in. I I, I, I can't say I liked it. Um, it was okay. I it, It's crazy because the plot, it, I sound like I really would like the story. Like if I read if the story. It's a that dark detective movie. Like. That's all you. Exactly. I would love all of that. I, I love the plot of it. I love the twist at the end. The tone of the movie threw me completely off. But on paper, I feel like this 
should have been a better movie, like visually and to follow along with than it was. Detective, detective movie where? What, 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 what did he detect? Who who's the detect who who did the detecting in this movie? Cause in, cause in the group chat you called it a who done it and I'm like wait a fucking minute who who solved anything Gabriel Gabriel you you called it a who done it but Gabriel came down to beat him up and finish his shit he didn't draw Gabriel out she just got sick of it and came down and foot stomped him did I call it a who done it before or after I saw it after. Again, I think I really was just trying to get underneath your skin. You just called it a, a detective movie now. I'm just trying to figure out who, like, you know, who Sean was detecting said detective. I didn't say detective. You agreed. I, well, well, that's I, how I thought, because she is, in fact, by job title, a detective. Yes, yeah, Angela. Bad at it. Angela, yeah. Because <laughs> like, he, he's like, they're like in the Denise's sister's vibe. room. They're in the sister's room, and John's like, hey, look for clues. And she's like, no. Yeah, that was that scene was deeply uncomfortable too. I didn't like that. Like, what do you like, know? She's like, no, I don't know. He's like, well, if you're a detective, you could you could try. Yeah, there were times where I felt like, like it should be giving angels and demons like Tom Hanks vibes, right? And then yeah. there were, it felt like I was like, no, this isn't that. Then it's like, okay, maybe a Batman movie. No, it's not that either. I don't really know what this is. I like Nobody again on, pa- on, on paper reading the plot. I was like, this sounds like it should be a really cool movie. I the delivery or of it. I think I think what it I think I think Denise, what I feel like you're trying to drive at is if they had not tried to base this on a character that was known and they had just tried to write their own movie and just leave Constantine out of it, they probably would have been better able to execute it. Rather than like just that shoehorning all this random shit in, like David had said. Is that where we landed with Black Adam, too, I think? Where we're like, don't try to do it in this way. If you're going to change the story so much, just make it a whole nother story. Don't very, yeah. very, 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 very loosely base it on this character. And then mm-hmm. go so far left that we don't even recognize it anymore. Just right. make your yeah. own story. Yeah. Um, speaking of other, like incarnations of Constantine mm-hmm. most recently where Constantine came back for me was watching the Sandman on Netflix mm-hmm. um that was a great I really enjoyed that but uh Morpheus kind of catches wind that a fan like this is and this is it it's like the one of the family members of this dynasty is around London it's also set in London um the and and like I can't remember her the actress's name, but it, now now the family member is a female, and so she's she's the new Constantine. But that one felt really ex- that one felt very well executed to me. But Sandman and Constantine are both under that DC Vertigo Vertigo um, umbrella, so it was kind of yeah. it, for me. I was like, oh, I like to see I liked to see them Constantine pop up in in that, uh, and they seemed to utilize them well because that was a fight between like lucifer and and uh morpheus and so that blended in beautifully with the character i thought Mm -hmm. this one felt like it was a little contrived probably to mariah's point because there was no real backstory for anything it was just this is happening in la we're just here for the ride (laughs) 
Did we kick off Spooky many... in, in style? What do you think, David? No. Okay. <laughs> you know what I thought. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Where were you? What were you about to say right before I just completely just in, insulted you like that? How many? How many times has Shia LaBeouf played the sidekick? Because <laughs> so it was this. I robot. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Am I missing? Am I missing any? Where he where he was just like an unnecessary sidekick. Like where the fuck did Shia LaBeouf come from? Like those three, I think. He. This was. I feel like I actually don't know. That was off the top of your head. I'm pretty impressed. I just. I feel like he came from Disney Channel, and this was him trying to be a grown up. Yeah. yeah, but that was kind of that. That was like like trying to get away from leading kid movies. He ended up being the kid sidekick. Like yeah, if there... I'm, I'm trying not to be that guy, but I'm gonna be that guy because. I mean, cars on the table. Chaz and Constantino are supposed to be the same age. They grew up together. They've been friends their entire lives. Yes. Well, this and is not now, <laughs> right. <laughs> and now Shia LaBeouf is some like seventeen-year-old cab driver. I don't know what the fuck that is. Yeah. They, yeah. they don't. They don't even. They don't even make an attempt to explain that relationship. They just turn him into a lackey that really wants to to get into this occult stuff. Where yeah. in the comic books he is the exact opposite. He is. Like, John does a great job of keeping him away from it because he doesn't want him. Like, Chaz is the one person. He's like, look, nothing can happen to you. So you have to stay away from this shit. Mm-hmm. And in the movie, it's just like, oh, yeah, man, come on in. Like You're my apprentice. I, yeah. What? Yeah. Yep. One thing that I did like about the movie. Okay. Rachel Weiss ran around in, in tennis shoes the whole time. Shana, she was not in heels. Have something real to say. <laughs> Look, that is real because she wasn't in heels, but was, the shoes were terrible. They were very ugly, but she wasn't in her... heels, and I appreciated that. Leaning, they had her. Everything. They had her soaking wet in a white shirt with a they black bra did. a lot for, they so, for sure some reason. Did because of because two thousand five, my friend. <laughs> She, they they did not have her like uh, what was the Jurassic Park movie where she's literally running away from dinosaurs in like three four inch heels the whole time. That always yeah. just is like just you you're Take not you're not gonna go very far like that. We all know that yeah. we've seen and we've been those women that are like six p.m. on heels. You're like no, I think I've, I think I'm broken like mm-hmm. mentally, spiritually. I'm broken from these heels. So if my life depends on it, I'm not keeping them on. Um, so yeah, they had her in tennis shoes and I appreciated that. I just, that, that, that I appreciated. The other thing at first I appreciated too about the possession at the end Mm -hmm. was at first they didn't go straight for the pregnancy trope. They had her like face deformed and they're like, okay, so now she's possessed because her face is all deformed. Mm -hmm. But then I was like, oh, never mind. They did go for the kind of pregnancy trope because then the devil's son was trying to burst through her stomach. And I thought, well, there we go. There it is. There it is. Because they didn't have to do that. Because the girl at the beginning, there was no, like, trying to bust through her stomach. That demon was coming through her neck. So they didn't have to. They made a choice. That one I didn't like so much. Yeah. David, did you like anything? Gianna really got some big-ass hands. Did I like anything about it? Yeah. 
Uh, shit. Did you like anything? Do you, and then I'm, I'm, I'll think about it. I liked the end. I liked the end of the movie, the way it ended. I liked, I liked everything from Lucifer coming in to Lucifer leaving. And again, I liked the plot. I liked the general story. I don't, I, I'm not a fan of the delivery of it, but the story itself, if it wasn't a Constantine story, would be a cool story. So I liked a few things from it. Mainly just the the last little bit, like Shauna said, like I was kind of in and out. And then the last like 10, 20 minutes of it, I was dialed in. Yeah, I remember like I was like by the time I was like, I remember the whole third act. I don't know why I don't remember anything else. I don't remember the whole third act. <laughs> uh, there were some parts that like the part where he walked into the room for the demons. He was like, hi, I'm John. I was like, okay. That's again those weird one-liners. I was like, "Where is this coming from?" I don't know. I'm so confused. Yeah, because he acts like hell. All of hell knows him the entire time. They probably do, but I again, it just that's not a very kick-ass line to say when you walk into a room full of demons you're about to murder. Yeah. Um. So, I don't know. Yeah, David, what you got? Nothing. Um. I okay. Not even so is Gabriel. I was about to say. I mean, everything I have is sexually charged. I really enjoyed oh, it. Okay. <laughs> when her foot, like when she was barefoot and her foot was on his neck. Yeah. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Gavin is is a is a beautiful man. He is. Was this the and whole up acting? until? <laughs> no, he yeah. no he's he's acting in a lot of stuff. Really? Yeah. Go figure. I'm gonna look that up. Um, I he was. I know he was. Wasn't he in Spring Breakers? He was in something else. Hold on. Talk about something else. I'm gonna look up Gavin Rossdale now. Well, I mean, it's only, <laughs> I mean, once we wrap this up, I have a little. Of course, I'm gonna end it off with a little fun. But he's 57 years old. Gavin Rossdale? Yeah. Huh. Oh, he was in Mall Rats. He was in Bling Ring. He was in Tank Girl. The Criminal Jackal. Minds, How to Rob a Bank, An American She's Werewolf in Paris. That was fun. I remember him in American Werewolf in Paris, yeah. Wow. I do not remember him in Tank Girl. Who was he in Tank Girl? I don't remember oh. him in Tank Girl either. Maybe he was one of the, <laughs> the kangaroos. <laughs> God, he did, Tank Girl is so fun. He did at least one episode of Criminal Minds. Um, hmm. Hmm. Yeah. And Mariah, you you had nothing specific to, she to call out for what you loved. Two and a half it. out of five cigarettes. <laughs> it's a pretty good system. That is a great system. That's a good system. Yeah, I'm a I'm a rated a a, a nicotine patch. They say, I mean, what Ooh. what is the what is the opposite of a cigarette? Yeah, yeah. Maybe just the butt of the cigarette. Just one nicotine patch. What are those pills that give you to keep you from smoking? That give you like we were in Iraq and they give us pills to keep us from smoking. They give us nightmares like a motherfucker. Um, those pills. That's what it was. Face. What? <laughs> what? So I was like, you can't just drop. Oh, it, it was. Oh, it was terrible. Oh man. What? <laughs> I, I, man, I was searching like because I don't, I don't like just being wholly negative, but God, this was such a bad movie. I'm still on these pills they gave you. I'm so good. I am flabbergasted. I know Sean is fine. Sean is so bad. Well, well, they, 
they were they were legitimately supposed to help you quit smoking. Like they gave them to us as part of the smoking cessation thing, but then they stopped giving them to us because it was yeah. Anyway, um, I did not enjoy it. But realistically, I would say I I would give it a, a nicotine patch. I mean, two cigarettes if we had to go on the cigarette scale. We're doing out of five or out of ten. Out of five. Mariah set the Mariah set the scale. Mariah five. set it out of five. She's two and a half. Half a half a cigarette. Half a cigarette. You just yeah. gave it two, and now you're you're bumping it down to half. Because I, I I thought it was two out of ten. <laughs> oh, okay. the scales the scale changed. But if if it's out of five, then I say half. But like half, but you, but but you're drunk and you lit the cigarette backwards, so you lit the filter <laughs> and you're smoking the nick. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm gonna say a three. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> it was not Mariah that bad. said just a cigarette, but. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, I think I think I'm gonna kind of reiterate what I said at the top, which is at the time in 2005, mm-hmm. I probably would have gone more of like a three, three cigarettes out of five. Okay. My expectations have changed, and watching this back, I was like, oof. <laughs> so, um, that yeah, it's it's different. Tw- nearly 20 years later, I, I f- superhero adaptations have changed. For the better, my my expectations I think have been formed by that, um, and yeah, this is this is now like a like a one, and I'm giving it the one because of the the chuckles I got, but the cringy chuckles. So it's not like I was not not the good yeah. chuckles. See, I did the exact yeah. opposite. I thought of it with a 2005 brain. I didn't go into this with a 2023 brain. I was like, well, I gave it, I rated both. I three, if I was 2005, Shauna says three cigarettes. Yes. To 2023, Shauna says one cigarette. Okay. Because they're different. They're different. That's why at the beginning, too, when you were like, oh, yeah, the internet says they like it, I was like, what are these articles dated? Because I think that that's a big, big, like, I was actually, because one of the articles that you sent was from 2005 and updated in 2019. And I went, okay. So the internet was something that people were posting on and reviewing on at this time. They're like, this is, it's, I, it, 2005, people are starting to use the internet this way. It's not widely used. So I was kind of surprised to see articles from 2005, not widely used for this purpose. I mean, it was still a lot of like chat rooms and, and weird shit that we're, we're going to lock deep, deep, deep in our core memories. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think if it was interesting to see the the articles from 2005, and I think that viewing them through those two different lenses is probably the most interesting thing about this movie. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. And David's commentary on the actual comic book source material that I did not know about, and I, that was very educational. So I'm very happy if, that you chose to be here, even if you hated most of it. If I if I didn't know anything about the comic. I would, I would agree that maybe I could see it being a three. Yeah. Like if I didn't, if I didn't know anything about the comic book, I I, I would say. Like my only frame of reference for Constantine is the animated movies. Right. So. And the animated movies, they, they did an interpretation of this. Of Hellblazer? There, yeah, there is, there is an adaptation 
it's on it's on Max right now, where he gets all three demons there to fight over his soul, and he does it as like a he tricks him into doing it to do something else. And even though it's not a direct adaptation, they did such a better job. Is that the haunted house one? Because I feel like that's the only one I haven't seen yet. It is yes, it is a haunted okay, house. Okay, so that would make sense because he, that, he's yeah he's trapped seen. and he's trying to get out. Got yeah, it. Yeah. Okay, yes, I haven't seen that one. I've seen the other ones. Okay. Well, if that's all we have, I have one little fun exercise before we wrap up. Per Let's year. do it. All right. Yeah. So my favorite part of this movie, as we talked about, not in life in general, just of this movie, and I really want to make that clear, is the portrayal of Lucifer in this movie. So. I have found seven. Real quick, what was that tongue thing he was doing? Yeah, I didn't like that. That was that was weird. That was weird. And maybe it was meant to be like freaky because he because he, he would like flick his tongue like he was like a, I'm not I'm not going to gonna like... do it. We're live. So I'm not going to do it. But no. he was flicking know. his tongue and being all creepy. I think it was supposed to be like snake like. Yeah, that was a, the that was the wrong wrong kind of sexual energy. Well, anyway, um, (laughs) I have seven fictional versions of Lucifer throughout TV and films, and you are going to blind rank them without knowing which Lucifer is coming next. So we've got seven Lucifers, blind rank without knowing which one's coming next. And we're going to start with the Lucifer that we just saw, which was Peter and Constantine. Rank one through seven, one being best, seven being bottom of this list. Where would you rank seven. blindly this Peter without knowing which, which other ones are coming next? Yeah, like I'm I'm gonna leave I'm I'm gonna fall into the trap seven. of leaving my bottom slot open. So I'm gonna go six. And I was I, I was I was looking around for like a pen or something so I can keep track, but I'm gonna go six. Mariah says I'm pretty seven. confident. Who? Actually, I'm, I'm just gonna I'm so. gonna put my answer in the chat so you can all hold me accountable. Okay. David, oh yeah, let's do that. Say? Okay. I said seven emphatically. Mariah said seven too. So Shauna, I there feel like go. you've been outvoted. Or are we doing it like a like a collective ranking? I think so because I'm just taking one answer, one from everybody. Oh, okay, okay. So for the group, so we're gonna say Peter is at seven. Next, him from the Powderpuff Girls. Powerpuff Girls. Oh. Powerpuff Girls. Powerpuff. 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 My kid loves Powerpuff yeah. Girls right now, and like grade eight, Shauna is so happy for her. Um, yeah, Mariah I'm gonna say number one. One. Her is so iconic. Sorry, him I'm, is so iconic. I'm gonna say three only because I've. I know there are two above them, but I don't know if they're gonna be on this list, so I gotta save them. I don't know what the average is for those. Is the average of these three? One, four, Don't look at me. I don't do the numbers. Girl, I don't do math either. Um, what's that? Seven? Go with your heart, Denise. Divided by three. Listen, this is too much math. Let's just put the number three. We're going to say him. Is it number three? Okay. Next. Lucifer from South Park. Ha ha. Two. That was, that was, was one not, of the ones I... He was not bad. He was bisexual had a son in love with Saddam. why was that the why was that the bridge i don't know <laughs> as he's I'm not like, bad he's bisexual i'm gonna put him out of three just i do like i do like the energy on so that number one. three is taken by him so he can either be two or four
I guess we'll go with David's two then. Okay. Lucifer number two. Okay. Elizabeth Hurley, bedazzled. Six? Yeah, I'm good with six. Okay. Okay. I believe Mariah was nodding. Okay. She's not oh, as she points out correctly, Constantine was also bisexual. I feel like anytime you're dealing, like if you're doing it right, anytime you're dealing with like angels and demons, there's a lot of like either asexuality or pansexuality. I think that's why Tilda really worked in this movie. That's, that's my opinion. Like angels kind of, angels are beyond our spectrum. So are demons, I suppose. Gwendolyn Christie, Sandman. I really liked her in that role. Four. Mariah says number five. (laughs) Shauna says number one. Okay, well, I'm outranked. You have one, four, and five left. Four, then. Four? David? You said four? I'll say four, yeah. Okay. Mariah's outraged. She thinks it's too high. She thinks it's too high. I mean, okay, okay. We only have Wait, we, how, only how, have, one, we only have we only have spots one, four, and five yeah. left. After this, you have two more. So you and you want to wait? Did you, Mari? Did you watch Sandman? Well, then. Well, we're doing collective ranking. Or we're doing right? collective rankings, so we only, yeah. we have one, four, and five. Oh, oh. <laughs> Mariah's like, no, I'm not playing by Denise's rules. I have my own <laughs> ranking, and I will yeah, not stray. She's playing her own game right <laughs> now. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna put Gwen where number? Did you guys have her at one, four, or five? I'd have four. Four. Right? I'll I will concede to four, but I really liked her. I I really liked her, but I'm holding number one, hoping that Denise gets this right. Okay. Now I feel pressure. Um, Al Pacino, Devil's Advocate. I haven't seen it. Five. I'm good. Or if I've seen it, it has been a long time. Wasn't that another Keanu? Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was the son. Um, Sean, are you okay with number five, Al Pacino, Devil's Advocate? Yeah. I have no feelings about that, Slotterman. All right. And David, you are hoping I got this right. So do you want to take a guess at who is left for the number one spot? Please tell me it's. The robot devil from Futurama? I thought about him, but no. Ned Flanders. This whole thing's been the... Treehouse of Horrors. Okay, oh, I'm okay. I'm still good with that then. Yeah, yeah. one. Ned okay. Flanders, Treehouse of Horrors is your number one. Is your number it's, one it's, devil? It's a. I was I was holding out for for Robo Devil from Futurama. I thought about Robo but... Devil, but I took I didn't want to put too many animated people in here, so I switched him out for Gwen. So your your blind ranking number one we got Ned number two we have Lucifer from South Park number three we have him from Powerpuff Girls four Gwen from Sandman five Al Pacino six Elizabeth Hurley and seven Peter from Constantine. Oh man. Yeah, I don't think there's Mariah I don't, don't think there's a lot of regret. <laughs> Ryan had her own ranking. She did. She had her own ranking. She'll she'll post to social media. And say this is the Mariah version I'm, from the vault. Mariah's version. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So wait, what? What? What did we rank them again? Uh, number one was Ned Flanders. Number two, Lucifer from South Park. Number three, him from Powerpuff Girls. Four, Gwen from Sandman. Five, Al Pacino. 
Six, Elizabeth Hurley. Seven was Peter from Constantine. I would switch Gwen and Lucifer if I could do it again. Gwen, Gwen and Lucifer from South Park, I would switch and make her number two. Well, that's not how blind rankings work, but otherwise, I know. I'm just, I'm just saying that. That's that's my, that's my. With without without Robo Satan being here, that's my yeah. only regret. Yeah, yeah. I thought yeah, about she's... episode where him and uh, where him and Frost switch hands. Yeah, he's like, and yet hell, it's like my hands are so cold, and you hear him out of nowhere, you're like, and yet hell is so hot. <laughs> uh, all right. He was well. a good guy. We kicked off spooky season, I think, in style. I know no one else agrees with me, least of all, David. Um, I don't know if we want to say what we're doing next or if someone else wants to pick a different movie. We were going to keep the dark, deep Keanu train going with Dracula. But, again, someone else can pick the movie if, if you know, if, if, if someone else wants to pick the movie. Wait, wait. Bram Stoker's Dracula? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I haven't seen it, from, but it's like, what, from like 1992? We're, we're doing some deep cuts. Oh, God. Oh, man. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll watch says, it again. Mariah says too much pressure. If we want, we can wait. That's wait. a lot. That's a okay. lot of pressure, man. I mean, we can, we can do it. That will be the fun in, in seeing what we come up with. I mean, it's, it's Brad Pitt in a wig. So, I mean, I'm kind of with that. Brad Pitt's in that movie? Brad Pitt's, yeah, Brad Pitt's in it. Keanu Reeves is in it. Um, they're both vampires. I, yeah, it's, it's, I mean. I, I thought I'm Brad Pitt was one. interviewed with a vampire. He's in this one, too? Oh, yeah, no. Is that interview with a vampire? Yeah. Yeah, Brad Pitt is interview with a vampire, which yeah. we could also do. I'm not opposed, but. Eh. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it we'll out. We'll figure yeah. it out. All right. Uh, Mariah is. Seems like there'll be so some with vampires. Can... What? <laughs> I said, it seems like it's going to be something with vampires. Vampires, <laughs> demons, hell. This is it. This is the spooky season that we've committed ourselves to. I don't like to. scary, and Mariah doesn't like too scary. So, so And I don't scary. like too gory. So, yeah, we have a very... <laughs> can't do scary. Okay. Anyway, Mariah can't sign this out because she's on mute. I don't know if anybody <laughs> else wants to take a crack at it. Oh, I can take a shot. Uh, follow us on our social medias that uh, Mariah so dutifully runs. You can find us uh, streaming live from time to time. You can stream us live. Um, we're streaming right now on Twitch and YouTube and Facebook Live, I believe. Um, Mariah's giving me the nod, so, so far so good. Uh, check our social to find out when we are committed to streaming live and join us as we work through audio problems and um, everything. Bear with us as we work through audio problems. Um, join in the, be- the behind the scenes fun. If you ask us questions live, we will answer them live. Yeah. Uh, and um, yeah, check our socials. So again, you can follow us on Instagram, um, TikTok, uh, Facebook, and all of those other places that you would like to follow us on at the Spirited Nerds. Also, we would love your ratings, your rankings, wherever, whatever platform you're listening to us on. Yes. Uh, leave us some stars. Leave us some suggestions. Like, if you actually have something that you feel very strongly that we should cover for Halloween. Yes. Let and spooky know. season, we will do that. Yeah. I mean, if I can get all of these people to do the Lord of the Rings, I truly believe anything is possible at this point. So, can I just say, um, instead of... Ex- 
except come? maybe Twilight. I think we've mixed yeah, Twilight. I, 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 <laughs> I think, I think we've drawn the line. Also, but for the record, I would have done. On the Lord of the Rings thing, real quick. Why hand her the Spear of Destiny? Why not destroy it? Similar to the ring, take it to Mount Mordor, throw it off over the edge, get rid of it. It should never fall into humans' hands again. This is a great point. Great point. David so, Azit, what, what a great touch point like, Lord of the hey, Rings is for you. Hey. You gotta, you gotta have rainy days to appreciate the sun, right? Yeah. All right. Well, you know what? <laughs> On, that note, <laughs> <laughs> On that note, we are officially going to say goodbye. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time and go birds. Go birds. Bye, y'all. Poor Mariah.